This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Katie. <sighs> Hello. You all right? Oh, jinx. Jinx, White double rabbit. jinx. What's White Rabbit? I mean, you can't talk at all now. It's going to be a good podcast. <laughs> I've ruined it. You can be unjinxed for the rest of the podcast, but thank I'm going to say it again later on. I can talk. That's good. You all right? Yeah, good, thank you. I loved the catch-up last time. It was just felt good to kind of, you know, problem halved is problem shared, didn't it? Just a good to pause and reflect on the culture of the time and put in a little podcast for future generations. I say that like it's a thing that people do. It's a thing that we <laughs> A What started. do we call it? A news capsule. Capsule of news. Capsule of news. That's not a thing. We tried to make it's it a, a thing, thing for one week. But it was good and you should listen to it if you haven't already. Uh, you're listening to Even More Cleverer. It's the thing that we do before we do season two of Be More Cleverer, uh, where we learn all about a particular subject. Um, so this is our third episode. It's our third episode and indeed the third with a guest. Yes, exciting. And uh, it is Alice Levine. Hi, Alice. Hi. Hi, how are you? This is an honour, a great honour. As a many-time listener, nay fan, I can't believe I've ever been asked on. Potentially not asked back, but <laughs> doesn't matter. So with Be More Clever and You Listening, what was, the, what was the thing that you thought was kind of most interesting? Where you thought, that's a topic that I really didn't know about, and now I'm like, yeah. I feel like I could get away with chatting in the pub about... Fracking. Yes. That's I feel like good. that was good. It's not a points thing, is it? It's not, I don't win. I don't know why I said yes. Knowledge wins. Knowledge, Knowledge wins. wins. <laughs> um, so that was good because that's the thing you hear people talking about, but you're kind of like, fracking. Is that just drilling? What is that? <laughs> so, Alice, you've brought the facts this time. Uh, what's your first one? So, here's my first fact. I hope this is going to be up your street. At the end of the Beatles song, A Day in the Life, an ultrasonic whistle, audible only to dogs, was recorded by Paul McCartney for his Shetland Sheepdog. What? What? A, a day in the life. A day in the life. But, wow. I for his, because he, he had a dog? He had a dog that he was very beloved, I believe called Martha, although I kind of got so excited that I found this fact that I stopped researching the rest, but I believe she was called Martha. Although, what, what would that do, though? Would that be a treat, or would that drive the dog insane? It's a great question. Is that, like, to torment the dog? Did he like the dog? <laughs> I loved the dog. Loved the dog. He loved the Famously dog. Famously loved the dog. But I, 
I know what you're saying. Is it like a dog whistle where every time the song is played, Martha would be like, lose her mind? Or is it a trick on everyone who has dogs? I have many questions about it. And I'm sure I can answer every single one of them because this research was was deep and was broad. Yes. Um, I, as a pet owner myself... (laughs) You like it's such a... You're one of the few. I'm just trying to think, like, what songs has my dog enjoyed in the past, you know? Mm. I feel like Jason Derulo. Really? Yeah. What do I don't actually know what pets you own. I own a dog called Freddy. No, you do you? Yeah, it's a family dog, Katie. We've not talked about this. I was going to say, I feel like you never talk about I don't him. like to talk about my family. You're ashamed of Freddy. You never talk about Freddy. You never walk him. I've never seen him around and about. <laughs> do you feed him? And my mum does this thing, because it's the family dog, so lives with, lives with my parents. My mum will always leave the radio on when she goes out. She goes, because oh, Freddy can't be alone. Does oh. he know, though? Freddy is alone. No, but... Does that make your mum feel better when she goes on holiday for two weeks? Freddie hates being alone. I've left Radio 4 on. Not the same thing. Walk the dog, Sheila. Walk the dog. Shirley, Shirley. Walk the dog, Shirley. Walk the dog. And Sheila, you do what you want. Um, So, no, I just feel like it's when when she's she's gone out for maybe a tea with a friend and has gone back. She's gone for high tea for five hours. We had a family cat called Rocket who sadly passed and um, we had a big funeral for her, my brother and I, a big ceremony. And How we, big? <laughs> there were 150 people there. No, there weren't. It wasn't like, an, it wasn't like an, kind of a national event, but for us it was quite a big deal. And we buried her in the garden and did like a little ring of stones which she said we would tend to every day and we'd like come and see her every day. And um, we obviously forgot because, you know, you do. And then years later, my mum was re-landscaping the garden. Oh, God. And she buried her in, um, like, a kind of tarpaulin, like, like those really industrial plastic bags that you keep sort of, like, building materials in, the really strong ones. Mm. And my mum's Scottish, but excuse me if I just adopt the voice of Mrs Doubtfire. And she pulled the bag out of the ground and went, what's this? (gasps) And then realised, because it was like, it kind of seemed like, a bag with a can of minestrone soup in it and some bits of hair. Oh, and God. she sloshed it around. <laughs> Don't say slosh. Don't say slosh. She sloshed her around. <laughs> and it was like, sort of like, it looked like there were two like marbles floating in it for it. Like her. And she sloshed it and she was like, what's this? And then we all went, Mom! And she was like, she's got the giggles really bad. She was like, oh no! And she was just holding the sort of putrid remains. Um, it was a really bad day for everyone. Oh my God! <laughs> But just the slosh, it was a sloshy movement. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. This is so, one of the worst things I've ever heard. Always bury your pets, people, properly. So Paul McCartney. <laughs> so I feel, like, I feel like Paul, maybe he also wanted, like, a state funeral and wanted, like, bury the music with uh, the dog, Martha. I think it's a lovely tribute. I think it's just quite a nice way for, for that love to live on. Oh, I'm I'm just delivering the trivia. I'm not I'm not judging either way. I think it's I think it's great. That was me judging that it's great. <laughs> either way, good fact. Well are you done. pleased with that? Yeah, oh, I'm good. yeah great. giving it a yeah. tip. So are you ready for fact two? So ready. So ready. Do you feel like we've exhausted the Martha fact? I just Is there sloshing less sloshing in this one. I'm just looking. It's not any less repulsive. <laughs> okay. Great. I'm now almost concerned to read this. Can I caveat it with this might not be true? Is that alright? Um yeah, sure. So here's your next fact. Tapeworms range in size from about 0.04 <laughs> inches to more than 50 feet in length. 
50 feet. 50 feet. 50 feet. So what's that? I mean, we should say where we are, actually, shouldn't we? Where we we're, we're in a central London location on a balcony. Our special secret location that we sometimes use. Secret location. I'm going to say it goes from the top of that church to the hotel on the other side of the road. That's long. 50 feet. It's like, if you imagine, I suppose it's kind of like, I don't know, what, 10 quite tall people? No, because I'm five foot. Uh, so, so the, like, ten, ten of you, me, ten, ten yeah. Katie Bowden, ten, ten medium to tall people. No, actually, no. I don't want to bring myself into this. Ten, I always think of you as a tenth of a tapeworm. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's like, is that disrespectful? I don't know. Because you know how you get one. No, I don't. So you get them from undercooked meat, like pork. Oh mm. God! Do you know what? That's made me think about the chicken I've had today. Can't you get them from bad water? You've eaten a lot of chicken today. Let's hope it was good chicken. It says here the beef tapeworm is the largest oh. of the tapeworms. Oh. So, like, I just, I don't understand it. Because it eats your food, right? Yeah, it's kind of like um, a housemate. <laughs> <laughs> God. In a what big house it? chair. But I don't think you can put a note on things and it doesn't eat it. <laughs> Get your own right. margarine. This one's, this one's for me. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like the way a baby has some. That's not true, though. Why babies, is it not babies true? Don't have, it's, you know, like, people are like, I'm eating for two. Eat for two. No, you're not. You're just eating for you. Yes, you are. You're no, very clearly eating for no, two. No, the baby yeah. doesn't get the nutrients. Well, the baby gets the nutrients, but like you're not having two meals. No, you don't have to eat double, but you can't say that they're not getting any of the oh, nutrients. Yeah, Famously, yeah. they are getting a lot of the nutrients. <laughs> okay, fine. They're not delivering in there. <laughs> they sort themselves out. <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> Can um, you imagine? They're born and you're like, you owe me so much money. I've been oh feeding you for nine months. <laughs> so I've got the receipts. I've sent the invoice. Alice, we've also asked you to bring um, a little turn of phrase, mm. an idiom, if you will. You need to stop saying idiom because no one knows what it means. Everyone should know what idiom means. No I'm one sorry. knows. You confuse people with this. Alice, you know what an idiom is? Yeah, like an adage. An adage. A little saying. So the one that I've bought, would you like to know first what it is? Yeah, thanks. Okay, so it's one that I'm sure that you've both used, and the phrase is, "The cat's out of the bag." Oh, hang on. This is like the worst one. Like, bearing in mind where the conversation has oh, gone. Oh, gosh! Oh, <laughs> This is pretty... Oh, oh my God! The cat's firmly in the bag. <laughs> the cat's sloshed, sloshed in the bag. In the bag. <laughs> and actually, it, it does come from 2001, when my mother <laughs> dug up a dead cat. No, it doesn't. But you're right. God, how appropriate. I hadn't even thought oh, of that. Oh, I feel sick again. Oh, no. Oh, Honestly, it was like mulligatawny in a bag <laughs> with some like like with some kind of faux fur swatches thrown in. That's what it looked like, oh. and some oh, spaghetti. Petrus. So, <laughs> so, so just to kind of give the meaning for any perhaps foreign listeners if they don't know this idiom, uh, the meaning is to reveal facts that were previously hidden. To reveal to reveal facts that were previously hidden. To reveal a secret, for okay. example. Yeah. So, um, the derivation of the phrase is not clear. Thank you, good night. <laughs> okay, good. Goodbye. Well, I just start with that because there are a few theories about this one. We anticipated this with this section of the... Yeah, you never know what you're going to get with this one. The etymology yeah. is sometimes hard to pin down. Mm. But what have you found? So, the first recorded use of this phrase comes from a book review in 1760. Right. So, ages ago. Time ago. Uh, it was in London magazine, which, guys... It's still available today. <laughs> Good to know. Go pick up a copy immediately. <laughs> um, so the, the context of that reference was, we could have wished that the author had not let the cat out of the bag. So we think the reviewer was basically like, I wish they'd not given the game away and let the secret out okay. right. so early, perhaps. 
uh, they kind of spoiled the surprise. So it always seems to have had that meaning. Mm-hmm. But where did it come from? Where? Did, when was a cat in a bag other than Eileen Levine's <laughs> catage? I'm sure she feels terrible about it to this day. So one of the theories is that it might even go back as far as the Middle Ages, even though that's the reported literary reference to it, that it might have gone way, way back. Okay. And the context for when it was used, theoretically, though we can't completely confirm this, is that in open-air markets, people sold livestock of various varieties, often swine. So they would sell pigs in a bag. Right. Sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? <laughs> what, not even like, in my head, I just just thinking of pig's heads in a bag. No, live, pig, pig. live pigs, sure. piglets to be precise. Oh. Um, but some dishonest marketeers, market workers, <sighs> Which, would say, I'm just putting this piglet in a bag and then do a kind of magician switcheroo and they'd actually put a cat in the bag. So something would still be wriggling and it would still be in there and they'd walk away and they'd get home and then they'd let the cat out of the bag and the secret would be would be there. That's they'd know oh. that, the, that it wasn't a piglet after all. That's great. I'm going to go with that. I think I that, like sounds, that. that sounds like a pretty the solid... Only problems, the only problems that arise with this one is that obviously a piglet's quite a lot weightier than a cat. Yeah. No, I don't know. A, a piglet is... Depends how small we're talking. Different shapes, though, I suppose. Like, they and can on, be more billions. And make quite a... <laughs> they can. Some of them are grotesque. Um, <laughs> they also make quite a different noise, a piglet and a cat. Notorious, famously, squeal. A, a squeal, a, respectively, a squeal and a, a meow. Um, so some people have said you'd have to be pretty stupid to get all the way home before you re- realised it was a cat, not a I piglet. feel like people in the Middle Ages were stupid, though. Yeah, I've also written here 18th century, so it's either Middle Ages or 18th century. Okay, um, which one do you want to go with? I'm going to go with, like, round about that time, you know, olden times. Olden times. Olden times. Olden times Black and white times. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I know what you mean, because when you get a takeaway, you, d- you have a little look in, don't you? Just to be like, yep, tikka masala. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. when you have a takeaway. This was yeah. ye oldie takeaway, basically. Ye oldie takeaway. Ye like, yep, that, that, that. Hungry no. house. <laughs> Didn't order a cat. Hungry horse. What's it called? Yeah. Yeah. Hungry Just horse. Eat. I bought a horse in a bag. Oh, bloody hell, it's a cat. No, they didn't do that. Uh, Not again. Yoldy delivery. So that's one theory. That's one theory, okay? Mm-hmm. So just don't get hugely attached to that. Here's the other theory. Uh, it's quite dark, this one. I'm, I'm game. I Darker think... than digging up a dead cat. Oh, so um, this takes us to the Royal Navy, and mm. it's about kind of discipline within the Royal Navy. So sailors would often get into trouble, those bloody sailors, you know what they're like, um, and their superiors would be livid. So to punish them, they would employ a cat-o'-nine-tails, which is a, a whip with, like, knotted cords at the end. Can you imagine, right. like, splays out into, like, into nine? Like a, like a, f- a flog type thing. Precisely. Mm. And it was kept in a red cloth bag as a symbolic gesture and also to protect it from the sea air and stuff. So basically a sailor who kind of brought to light another sailor's bad behaviour was letting the cat out of the bag because they were letting the whip come out of the bag. Sure, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I don't know which one I'm more convinced by. I feel like that one's less fun for us. Yeah. It's quite dark, isn't it? It's quite, it's yeah. quite sad. Yeah. Ugh. So they're, they're the two kind of stories of origin that I'm bringing to you today. Okay. All useful information. I'm going to go with the first one. I think it's yeah. through much deduction or just because you like it. I just kind of <laughs> yeah. like, it just paints a picture, doesn't it? Oh, oh it's a kitten. I feel oh. like I'm not as good as Susie in Dictionary Corner. Like, she'd never say, I think it's this one. Do not put yourself down. So, I mean, she has less stories, I feel like. That's but. true. 
Has she ever dug up a dead cat? I don't think and so. Swung around Susie, have trails. you lived? Have you even lived? Also, Alice, um, we've asked you to bring along some... Basically, we're out of ideas for Series mm. 2, so we just thought we'd, we'd get some, uh, some tidbits. Some did tidbits. feel like you were scraping the barrel by the end, yeah. <laughs> I jazzed. It's great. Listen to the bitter end. <laughs> so um, we thought, what would you love to learn about? Okay, so I've actually brought three ideas with me. Oh, great. Write these down, Katie, immediately. Okay, once a head girl, always a head girl. Over-delivering. Over <laughs> um, so my first one's perhaps a tad controversial. My first one's Scientology. Oh, Ooh, oh my interesting. God. Oh, really good. Feels quite topical, feels quite zeitgeisty. Feels like it's also raining on me. It's um, started <laughs> raining a lot. Heavily raining. They're the Do largest we... drops of water from the sky I've ever So, Kay, we've had to evacuate our emergency location. We just experienced a natural disaster. Yeah. We just had to move inside due to the massive amounts of rain. Large raindrops. But where were we? Alice was about to give us three ideas, and she's just given us Scientology. Yeah, I don't know much about it. Obviously, I know little tidbits that are in the uh, media. I know that Louis Theroux is doing a Scientology movie uh, in the autumn. But I kind of want to know the ins and outs properly, how it works. Where did, like, how did it start properly? Yeah, because I saw The Master, you know, the film with um, Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Oh, yes. But I'd just like to know some, you know, facts and figures. The way you guys condense it down in, like, a kind of nice bite-sized form, that's what I'd like to know. You think okay. we can take it on? I think, I think you're more than prepared for it now. I think we can take on Scientology. Cool. Right, write that down. I've got it. Got it. My other suggestion um, is one that I feel like everybody learns about at school, but that I know almost nothing about now because I've just erased it all. I don't know why. But um, it's the Tudors and the Stuarts. I used to love the Judas and the Stuarts. War of the Roses. Yeah. Loved that. So good. But then if I asked you to name anything other than Henry VIII and his wives, what could you tell me? Not enough. Not enough? No. The Virgin Queen? Mm. Don't be a show-off. Virgin. The Virgin Queen? The Virgin Queen? Yeah, OK. I, and I, actually, that'll be a joy to research. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> the third one, I'm not sure you'll enjoy as much. Mm. This is mainly because I think maybe you should teach people about something that wouldn't be on a curriculum, wouldn't be on some kind of open university degree course, or you wouldn't be able to learn about somewhere else, and that might potentially get lost if you guys don't teach people. And so that's why I've chosen um, the films of Kevin Costner. <laughs> hmm. Do you know what? I can tell you, I've never seen a film of Kevin I've Costner. I've never seen a film of Kevin Costner in. Exactly. And yeah. you won't be the only ones. All very, very strong suggestions. All quite different. And This is great, actually. <laughs> you can't wait to watch Water World, <laughs> can you? I've been looking for an excuse to watch Water World. <laughs> he's practically out the door. He's about to go and buy it on VCR. I've just lent it out from Blockbusters, so... Well, thank you very much, Alice. That's been a joy. Thank it's been a, as I say, it's been a roller coaster. It's been a journey for all of us. Um, you also do a podcast, so tell us all about yours. Yes, I do a podcast with uh, Jamie Morton and James Cooper called My Dad Wrote a Porno. It's quite popular. It's quite popular. Who knew? They love the porns, don't they? <laughs> Everyone loves the porns. Um, we can take no credit for that. It's all the work of Rocky Flintstone, which is the pen name of... Um, my friend's dad and he has in fact written a porno and so we read a chapter every week and we dissect it 
slash tear it to shreds, quite rightly. And um, yeah, we are midway through our second season currently. Season? season. Series? Who cares? It doesn't matter, we're friends. We it doesn't matter. And gets a bit sloshy in places. It gets a bit sloshy, it really does. And um, yeah, it's it's unpleasant. It's it's highly unpleasant. Um, it, I'm going to agree it is unpleasant, but very excellent at the same time. I mean, it depends what you're into, Katie, and you're clearly a pervert. So if you are also, then you'll love it. I've always said it. And on that note, goodbye. You're a pervert. Bye, pervert. Het leukste cadeau voor de decembermaand komt van Apple en KPN. Want de iPad heeft KPN nu voor maar 379 euro. Appeltje KPN dus. Ga snel naar de KPN winkel en je hebt hem direct in huis. En dat is dan weer appeltje eitje. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.